Howdy, people, or fucksticks, whatever you guys want to be called. This is another Serious Airsoft podcast, episode 32.5, with me and everybody else in the squad. Eric, do the intro, buddy. Do it. Good evening, boys and girls, tryhards and speed boys. Welcome to the only self-aware podcast that focuses on what airsoft is really about. The bullshit and trash talk that happens between games. So grab a beer, pour a shot, and raise a toast to the hosts. Cole, the airsoft bandit. Hello. Corey of Guardian Tees. What's up? Carl of BB Dynamics. Hello. And Derek of Mo Guns and Inquisitor of the Boogaloo. I haven't been arrested yet. And I am the other one, Eric. So welcome to all of that. We want to thank KWA, NEG Airsoft, and Overwatch Tactics for sponsoring us. That's great. great. He's losing it. He's losing it. Without further ado, I'm going to put my phone away. Jesus Christ. It's almost like we knew what we were doing this week. Or you know, Coral showed up and did what he was supposed to do. I showed up, guys. Yeah, yeah. Round of applause for Coral. I had to work. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. How is it? Is it it, it more of a reflection on him or on us that he's the linchpin of this entire fucking thing for it to go off smoothly? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Which loosely holding all of this together. Which one are we insulting here? I'm not sure. Jesus. Oh man, it's one just giant fuck fuck train. If you really ask me. Usually, it all take it takes all of us. It really does. Wow, choo choo, my man, choo choo. Take, takes a crew to shoot one in the foot. Oh man! So we got. Uh, let's see, what's our our topic this week? We're going over media for getting dummies. started. Yeah, 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 that's that's a good way to put it. Media for dummies. That's what I wrote. This is this is mainly for me because I have no fucking idea. What true, I'm doing. very true. Help me, help me. It's okay. I, I I I play a good game. I also don't know what I'm doing. So so the key is if if you want to be a famous airsofter on the internet, is to start your page and then to bug every single company uh, that you can think of and ask for free shit. Yeah. So can't, can't recommend that enough. Take out ten credit cards, max them all out on cameras and equipment. Plunge yourself into That's crippling what, debt. It'll pay off eventually. That dude actually takes some sweet ass pictures. He, I went up to see Corey last weekend and uh, we got a bunch of media and stuff done with the KWA. If you haven't seen some of the pictures that are floating out on like our Instagram and our personal ones. And we tried to do a short, but it switched from David doing everything to Corey not knowing what record and what fucking <laughs> stop recording was on his camera. Yeah. Because he's so professional. Um, Listen, I've had that. I've had that camera. I've been using that camera probably less than like three months. No, it's it, cool. It's cool. I just I, I drove I drove three hours up there and you couldn't fucking hit record it's properly. It's three. Awesome. Like I've had it, but I haven't been proactively using it. So uh, I hit the record button once and I was I, I did it right. <laughs> but apparently from then on out, I was recording the whole time. And every time I, we went to record a shot, I was turning it off. So then when the shot was over, I was turning it on. <laughs> He's got me like really ass down the road in my truck and doing all this other shit. You had like eight gigs of regret. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I, whenever I went to open it up, I had like a five minute shot and I was like, there, that's not right. Like normally our shots are like 18 to 20 seconds tops, you know? 
And uh, yeah, it was bad. I was the bad. the very first year I ever ran a GoPro at an airsoft event, it was it was one of the broken homes, <laughs> and I did the exact same thing. Every yeah. time I thought I was turning it on, it was off, and vice versa. So the only footage I got was me walking back to spawn and reloading mags. I think everybody's probably done that at least once with a GoPro. I know I've done it. I think I've done it twice actually. And that's uh, the second time is whenever I was like, I'm done with gameplay footage forever. Yeah. I'm never I'm doing so it again. Convinced if we ever do gameplay footage for ASAP, that needs to be all we put up. It's just like walking to the fob, <laughs> filling up BBs. It's going to be your goofy asshole. That's, that's it's, what it's, it's going to be. It's going to be me just doing something like just taking a drink out of the flask, which is why like I a love very close Mohawk up to the grass during my nap. Because there's a physical toggle on the Mohawk camera that you can feel with your, your finger. Is it is it on the record setting? Yes. It's not like the GoPro because I love the classic like leaning over to a friend like is the red light on? Is is it on? Okay. They have and they have like Bluetooth remotes that you can use for GoPros. So you can like how a lot of people like to put the uh, like the GPS finder on the back of their stock of their gun. Like it matters because they're playing airsoft. <laughs> um, you can put that remote on that side. It looks just as tryhard, but you can control your GoPro from it. So that's neat. Ooh. I think eight gigs of regret is the title for this episode, by the way. That was eight uh, gigs of regret. Mm, that was pretty spot on. So I guess if we're going over getting started shit, one of you guys that actually knows what the fuck you're talking about. What's some like basic cheap. I'm an airsofter. Please help me learn how to make this shit look a little bit better. Like maybe those dope ass lights that you guys found that I need, still need to order a set of. It, it depends on what kind of content you're going yeah. for, for airsoft, yeah. because it is an action sport or yeah. hobby. Um, that uh, thankfully GoPros have been out long enough. And with all the knockoffs, you could get a decent action cam to strap on your head for like a hundred bucks and coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They come hand in hand. I, I, yeah, I would say that like anybody who has a, you know, a GoPro, like up to a GoPro three or four, anything that's out there now that you can buy knockoff is going to be better than that. And a lot of people say like, they hold on to the GoPro threes just because of how well they work. They don't overheat like some of the other models, you know? So if that's the case, pretty much anything you get that isn't a GoPro or otherwise, like you're not going to spend as much and it's going to work. I still rock my GoPro three literally for that exact reason. Yeah. I have my GoPro three black for that reason as well. No, it's because everything else, like there's a lot of weird GoPro, uh, yeah. Charge cable bullshit. That goes with it. Like you can't record and charge at the same time. Like it's yeah. So just go with older awesome. models, and they're they're cheap, guys, they're easy to type, find. Type in what you guys use. If any of you guys do make content, or any of you guys that do go film your gameplay footage for you know fight cam later on on YouTube, <laughs> like <how laughs> you use power ups, you fucks. I, I've never done any like airsoft sniping or any stuff like that. Carl, what Ooh. is like, the zoom cam that you use? So, a brain exploder one. I, I actually did a really good video on this. Um for about brain exploders cameras and like the VSR 10 whole setup and platform, things like that. And I love I love Brain Exploder and like I love Wolverine and the VSR 10 and stuff like that. It's not his fault. But the run cam platform fucking sucks ass. And anybody that knows <laughs> or has tried to use run cams before, they're, I mean, they're just cheap cameras. That's the problem is like, you know, Brain Exploder, Mark, he's a really good dude and he's super smart. And I totally agree there's there was a market for it because obviously it was important because it blew the fuck up. But like, yeah, the run cam itself as a platform 
it's not even it's software, it's fucking hardware is garbage. Like a lot of camera sensors go out and like there's literally nothing you can do about it. They'll overheat and blink. But so I've gone through a lot of them and I basically gave up to the point on doing footage like that just because it's like, ah, one camera's not working. So I can't get all three angles. It's so hard to get all three angles to work at the same time. So that's why I just stood back and started taking photos and video on like DSLRs with gimbal setups because I find that more fun anyway. But so that's a, that's a segues into another thing is that if someone didn't want to do action stuff with GoPros or uh, gameplay footage, what would you recommend for getting into DSLRs? I mean, it's for me, it, I mean, Corey, obviously, like both of us has done a shit ton of this. And same with Eric is like, you know, we enjoy I mean, I feel like, Corey, you like directing more like you part. You like creating like a story or like a script for me. Yeah. I like just going out there and like I like doing the high cinematic shit. So Thanks. I just like that. That's what I enjoy is like the slower speed, you know, more necessarily probably highlighting a product or a certain person. And but yeah, like I said, Corey can go on about what he likes to do. But yeah, I mean, as far as cameras go, like on DSLRs or uh, mirrorless, um, man, it's preference, honestly, uh, what you like to do, what you're trying to do with it. Uh, you know, I've done some photo shoots with some pretty high end photo shoots for some big companies and uh, the guys that they brought out used Fujifilm, which mm. I'd never, never seen before. I've never used a Fuji. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this guy has been published in all kinds of magazines and stuff like that. And the shots he took were absolutely phenomenal. Um, but as far as like me, I mostly do sports and action photography. If I was to say I was a photographer, which I'm not, but uh, Sony, as far as the autofocus and uh, capturing stuff at a high rate of speed to me is hands down the best by yes, far. Absolutely. Totally agree. Uh, and I've shot on Canon too. I think the color science on Canon is better. So I think like right out of the camera, you get better shots, but yep. you're not going to get the autofocus that you get out of Sony. Um, I think as far well, as doing the, the dynamic range on the new Sony's is just fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's like 13 to 15 stops of dynamic range or something like that, mm -hmm. depending on what your settings are. But, uh, I haven't been, uh, I own two Sony's now I have the a 6,300, which is my crop sensor. And then I have a full frame, uh, a seven three, which is what Carl has too, I believe. Yep. Sony. I yeah. mean, I kind of got convinced honestly by Corey and David Lee, cause I I've messed with a few Sony's before then, but then, uh, copperhead, David let me borrow one of his cameras just because for a video that we were doing for the night mission and Corey could had his for a little bit. So I was like, fuck it. I'm jumping on the train too. And I mean, I, I liked my Canon for the, a lot of the high speed photography that I do outside of airsoft. So when it comes to like drift events and other things like that, you know, the, the my main telephoto lens was definitely for airsoft and drifting, but I, yes, I do like the Sony for, I think it's overall video quality. Canon was definitely better when it comes to, I totally agree with Corey, when it comes to like color of, especially like humans, um, I think is more accurate. But other than that, no, I'm super impressed with my full frame setup that I've gone with. For someone just getting into photography, what would you say is better? Maybe a more affordable body and a high-end lens or yeah. a discount lens and a, a pimpin' body? If I may interject, Absolutely. I would say... I would say that definitely what you just said that like I have a 6300, the, the Sony uh, 6300 that both Carl and Corey have um, for what it like it's wide range. I bought it specifically because it was good at a lot of things and not specific in one thing. 
And I think that it comes down to like with as far as technology is advanced in photography, if you are just a shit photographer, it doesn't matter what you you can spend as much as you want. You're going to take a good picture, but it's not going to be a good picture. You know what I'm saying? So like you're literally only as good as the camera. That, that's no, like the biggest the biggest thing I've ever been taught is like you your skill alone your eye for what you're doing the colors the corrections stuff like that you are only as good as the camera is the camera just makes yeah. it a little bit better yeah but, the camera helps out with your with your overall you know as what you're going for but you can still do so much with a decent camera not the high you don't need the high end to take a good picture. Yeah. But if you invest in your glass, you invest in in like the tools to make that that piece of equipment perform to its max, you know, um, effectiveness. You can, you know. So I went specifically with the sixty three hundred because it was affordable. You know, I would love to have a. a What's the price the, range on that? Um, you could probably pick one up for anywhere between eight hundred and. Yeah, I think I got mine on eBay for like six fifty seven hundred. My Tamron yeah. was eight hundred. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I bought mine around like 800, 900, but it was a couple years ago. So mm. it was yeah. a little newer back then. Yeah. I think they have, I think they're all the way up to 6,600. 6, Am I making that up or 65, 65 seems to be this, this yeah, it was 65 now. and then it goes to the seven series, right? Yeah. So if, maybe. if you were one to get into still photography versus uh gameplay footage, the, the price of admission is a lot higher. What about uh, yeah, the, the yeah, A5100s? Sure. Cause I was, I was actually looking at one of those. At what the a, the Sony A fifty one hundred? I'm not familiar That's with their it. Their new one that they just came out with. It's like coming. They're like four fifty. I mean, something like the that. other. So I literally had another guy that told me the other night, like, "Hey, I'm trying to get into my real estate business. Like, what's a good starter camera?" And I told him, I was like, "Honestly, it depends on what you want to do with it. But for like just general good photo, like taking of just individual rooms and then kind of building a portfolio of the the listing that you're doing." I told him, yeah. "Dude, honestly, like Canon Rebels, like they mm-hmm. yep. they'll go a long That's what I started with. way." I and also honestly, I glass, also recommend. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say glass after that. I mean, Corey can probably agree to this. And same with Derek is like, you guys can all probably agree to this. I feel like glass will take you pretty far on a platform. Yeah, good, yeah. good glass too. Um, well, glass will hold its value a lot more than yes. an electronic yeah. body. And, you know, when you buy a camera, normally you'll get one or two kit lenses and they'll work. They'll work just fine. But whenever you move up, even if you just buy like a mid range lens, like a Tamron or a Sigma, you know, one of the ones that's a, a third party that makes it glass for all cameras. Um, you'll see a huge difference. And then if you really want to throw down the money and you get some high end native glass, like a G master series, there's just no going back. Well, once you've gone that deep, yeah. it's uh, it's so good what it can do. One but, of the, uh, uh, you're looking at it spending an astronomical good photography of money. is as deep, if not a deeper financial rabbit hole than airsoft. Oh, it's, it's definitely got to be deeper. Yeah. Well, you can, and it all depends on what you're trying to do too. what kind of glass you need. Uh, if you're trying to do video, that's going to be different than going out and shooting wildlife. Same Um, with your, the body itself. If you're, if you're just going to do photography or if you want something that's dual purpose, then so, and for cheap little things to just spruce stuff up. Cause I, I've always heard and I've seen that lighting makes a big difference too. Yeah. You can get away with, so like, say if you can't afford like a, $800 $800 camera. If you can afford like a $400 camera and a decent lens and some good lighting. Yeah. Lighting it. makes a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, knowing, knowing when and where to shoot, uh, I found makes a huge difference. Uh, I used to just get lucky. Now I can kind of actually plan around it. Um, 
things you can do is like buy a bounce board. It's like the best $15 you can spend on Amazon to bounce light back onto your subject. That way you don't have to wait for the golden hour. You can kind of cheat it a little bit. And then uh, like when we go ahead, I was going to say like the photo you did for your police kits. I mean, like Corey literally showed me these lights and he's like, Hey dude, they're 50 bucks at Amazon. Go buy some. I was like, yeah. Okay. They work. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, you mean you spent something? You you spent money on something other than hookah, Carl? Because this is the first time we've <laughs> maybe. seen maybe fucking hookah bar in like six I'll months. Also, I'll also also say like if you are just getting into content creation and and you don't have the money to get there yet, um, you have this really cool tool called a phone, mm. <laughs> right? And this is a great way. No, honestly, this is a great way to test out whether your content is worth investing in. Because you can film a lot with a phone. You can edit, edit a lot with your phone. You mm-hmm. can edit simply on your phone. You can, you know, 10 bucks a month and you can subscribe to the uh, the Adobe Rush, um, which is their uh, mobile version of Premiere. Some good ads yeah. editing. Just ads. For, for simple content creation, especially if you're just doing, you know, some airsoft or, or even if you're just doing a vlog. It's a great tool. And if people are responding well to it, and it's something that you want to invest more in, then I would go that route and be like, all right, I'm going to upgrade from my phone because the first couple episodes of um, the PDAR, the Punk's Drunk Airsoft review that I used to do, um, all done with my, it was like a Galaxy S6. It really not a great camera, you know, comparatively. But if your content is good enough, people will watch it anyway. So or you can do what I do and just mooch and slide into shots yeah. when nobody's looking. Well, honestly, <laughs> to me, the best thing I've ever put out on on the internet was uh, that little. It was like a two minute little short that I did with uh, Robo and Cole at Copperhead Two. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. That. yeah. And it was shot like I did like a two second shot on my Mavic, which was the drone. And uh, then the battery died on it. So that was the only shot we got with that. And the rest of it was just like a one take following shot on a gimbal with my, I think it was a galaxy note four at the time. Mm, and phone gimbals are awesome. And it like, I wish we could pull it up and watch it. Cause it's a really cool. No, it was really good. Yeah. We did the gimbal and your phone and that. And the time. Go ahead. ahead, Sorry. I got a gimbal thing. I want to plug. I I was hoping you'd plug it. Yeah. If not, I was going to. Yeah, no. Yeah. I know what you guys are about to talk about, but, uh, just just taking that we did like a dry run and then i just followed him around with a gimbal once maybe twice and uh the shot was almost perfect and then i was able to put it on my phone that night edit it do the color grading and add music to it and then i threw it out on the internet probably three hours after we shot it and uh, it did really well on robo's page pretty good on my page and uh we've reposted a few times and every time we repost it it does fairly well it was actually the backdrop on my company's uh website for a while (laughs) but yeah it, it turned out phenomenal to be shot on a phone and to be shot in about five minutes. Right. So another cool thing about when he was talking about phone gimbals is that you can pick up a DJI phone gimbal for about 150 bucks, which turns your camera that you have on your phone. And a lot of you guys have iPhones, you have the new phones. I know a lot of you guys that aren't doing anything with Instagram, you probably have newer phones. Let's be honest. Um, so you can get gimbals for 150 bucks. One of the other cool things about mirrorless cameras, like the 6300, um, is that they're lighter weight. So the gimbals you buy for them, you can buy cheaper ones that don't have to carry the weight of an SL, a DSLR because those are heavier cameras. The other option, and one that uh, Dan, uh, Castro got me turned on to of Milson Media, is the DJI Pocket 
Osmo. And now everybody on the show here pretty much has one of these. Except for so, me, because I keep spending money on dumb shit. <laughs> so these True. things are cool because they're called the Osmo Pocket because they obviously fit in your pocket. They're about this big. They cost about the same as a new GoPro. Um, and you can have full gimbalized 4K video. You can do slow motion, pano. These things are amazing. They fit they're in your awesome. pocket. You can, if you have a Samsung Galaxy uh, and they're not, we're not being plugged or anything. This is just a really neat tool. Unfortunately, uh, you can, uh, if you download the app, it's the DJI Osmo app for your phone. You can then use your phone as a viewfinder when using your, your deal. So you yeah, basically have a yeah. full blown setup right here. Yeah, full just so you guys know, range. and the shots on that thing are incredible. Yeah, just yeah. so you guys know, like we've literally filmed almost every single intro for this show with an Osmo and Eric literally was able to edit it within a day. I, I, I love Red. the slow-mo trailer on fire. Video. Yeah. Still, yeah. It's still every, so good. Pretty much everything we've shot uh, that I've edited for this show has been on this camera. In fact, we'll talk, you know, about all the different really expensive things you can buy to make professional mm -hmm. content. But honestly, my most valuable piece of equipment is this and my iPad because like, I can yeah. take this, edit it on the fly done what i dig about that and what you did at uh copperhead is that it's small enough that you can have it on your person you can be actively playing in a game and yeah. if something cool's happening you can pull it out and film it's like yeah, 2.5 seconds uh, and he's like yep. hold on while i throw back it like a full dslr in which if you have it with you you aren't really playing as well you're taking pictures yeah you the the in the the video we did for Enola Gay where they're taking the the EG67 and launching it, which they don't recommend you do, but we do. Um, <laughs> so they'll launch it, and it was in slow motion, or we didn't do that one in slow motion, but you can play with it. Um, that was just I had it in a little magazine pouch, and so in the middle of the game, we were in a firefight. I stopped what I was doing, pulled my camera out, and I can just take really cool shots. You have the right, you know, memory card and you can take 4K if that's what you want to do. But most people watch their stuff on their cell phone. So 720, yeah. 1080s, just fine. I like Don't it for the slow-mo. I mean, like, I think that's watching the Osmo and watching it on your iPad. Like, that's what I'm impressed with is like, you know, most iPhone slow-mo is pretty good. It's okay, but it's decent. But the Osmo, like for what that thing, how cheap it is, it was 300 bucks. It's about 310, 350, depending on where you purchase. So uh, you can now, Amazon has some pretty sweet deals. If you spend like an extra 120 bucks, they got a couple of different attachments. You can get it so you can have extra buttons, extra controls. So you're not using just the, the touch screen. Um, makes it a little bit more user friendly. Um, yeah, little, I would uh, recommend spending a little bit extra. They got like the little thumb wheel zoom and whatnot. Thumb wheel. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure they have a Bluetooth dock so you can use your phone. You know, it doesn't have to be attached to one another. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's hands down. That would be my first. If you're going to buy anything, get one of those. There's going to be what? Three of those at Southern Front when we're there. So that ought to be <laughs> yeah. good. So many fucking angles. So many. just right, so. Uh, Someone wanting to get into media, they, they've picked what kind of media they have. They've bought their equipment. What's the next step to building a following? Learning how to share it, learning how to use it. Because, uh, yeah, your media only goes so far if it doesn't get posted. So, yeah, you got to. 
I find myself guilty of it, to be honest. Like sometimes I'll have, I'll have a project and you want to do it. You have a good idea. And then you just, you kind of let life get in the way of it. So you got to make sure that you're consistent. And that's, it's such a cliche thing to say. Anybody will tell you just be consistent. But, um, if you are wanting to be the next like Alphonse or like, if you want to be that content creator that like has something coming out every week, it takes so much work. For the love of fuck, make something new though. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm so tired of the carbon copy shit. Yeah, same. Well, and unfortunately with gameplay videos, there's only so many ways. Yeah, you can don't, skin it. don't focus on gameplay video. Gameplay video is fucking gay. Unless you're like, no, literally it's the most boring <laughs> shit in the fucking world to me. The only thing that's cool in gameplay is stuff like the damn missions or shit where they've got like pyrotechnics going off or like, like short clips bursts of gameplay. And then more, I'm more, way more interested in seeing like the vlog aspect of the game, like getting to the game, people bullshit and hanging out. Um, what about the more like narrative driven videos? I can't remember who Robo does those. Yeah. Yeah. Where he like explains what's happening and nobody else really has done that. And I that's think, a pretty solid one. Like he I gives you explanations like as to why. Because like those are good for people who don't know what Milsim is and they want to try it out. Yeah. yeah. So like what what am I going to expect? Who's going to explain it to me in a simple way? Like watch it. I mean, that's not me digging on him. Like watch a robo, watch a jet, like watch any of those type of people. Cause like, those are the people who people look up to when they like, when you type in airsoft into YouTube, like those are yeah. the people that come up. So well, and shit to get introduced to it. But probably the problem with like actual gameplay, gameplay, like it's different with like a Milson West insurgency video. Cause those, they are like explaining what's going on. You're getting a narrative. You're getting more of a story driven experience, I guess. Yeah, in, certain, in certain events in general, it's very narrative driven as there's yeah. and like these different factions interacting and stuff like that. But when you're just doing gameplay and you're just wanting that sweet, sweet footage, 90% of those guys are cheating or doing something cunty in order to get that footage. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, it's almost always like they're, they're overshooting the shit out of somebody or they're going out of bounds or doing something they're not supposed to. Or yeah. I've seen, well, I've seen airsoft YouTubers quote unquote come up and be like, they don't have any pyro and they'll just like take a grenade out of some kid's hand so they can get a fucking shot <laughs> and then throw it over. Yeah, well, like, I don't know about all that, but <laughs> I think there are some, there, there are some people that do it that make it a little bit more interesting than your, your typical run of the mill. Like I have a GoPro on my helmet and let's go play some footage. And it's all about like who has the biggest kill streak. The, those to me are lame, but I think that appeals mostly to the 14 year olds and under. See, um, I, I do educational, like any of the, the stuff I've put out on my page, typically about airsoft, it was first was gameplay. And then I realized <laughs> that was lame. And then I started doing educational and that's where my su- most successful videos have come from is actually. Yeah. Well, the guys, people about platforms. yeah, and the guys that stand out to me lately, I think it's is it the kicking Mustang guy that has the 3D camera where he can pan around himself while he's like moving through the There's wood a line. A few of them, like yeah. clean no, shot, to me, to me, those are those, I mean, those are pretty good. Um, I know that uh, he doesn't always do airsoft stuff; he does a ton of other stuff. But Greg Wong seems to always come out with super creative ways to film does. himself playing mm-hmm. and, and kind of push the sport. Um, he was, I think, he was the first one to take a. Uh, a gimbal, gimbal and yep. like offset it over his shoulder. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was definitely some him. other people had done similar stuff, but it wasn't gimbaled. And, uh, he did that first. I think it like broken on five, five or six. And it was really, really cool footage. But well, and that, then gameplay really is like, kind of repetitive. Yeah. Well, and there's other stuff you can do outside. Like you can use airsoft and equipment and stuff to do like shorts and videos and stuff like you've kind of been dabbling and mess around with. And then you've got like the super, 
high end spectrum of that with those dudes. I keep talking about that SCP video they're making. Definitely guys that did dollhouse and that shit's I'm really excited about that. I'm really mad that I can't be anyway involved in that. Yeah. I, I, uh, fucking bad. Well, I, sweet. I believe that opportunity too. I, I didn't know how long they were going to be open looking for people to come and, and mess around with it. Cause I'm actually off that week. I could, weren't they going to be like in fucking Utah or some shit? No, it was Missouri. I think Missouri. Missouri. Okay. It looks, it looks really fun. Cool. Yeah. No, they do a phenomenal job. And man, if, if that's something you're interested in, the airsoft community is phenomenal for it. Cause all you have to do is go hop on a Facebook page of airsofters and you can probably get 20 people with decent kit to show up with yeah. guns that look legit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll probably have it put together 10 times better than any military advisor will in Hollywood. As Cole and I found out. <laughs> Dude, oh, that's God. so bad. Uh, when are we so going to see that porno? I, it's, I'm waiting. It's never, it's never, I keep I looking well, for it. Well, they never, so they never paid us our $40 per diem. So yes, they did. I highly yes, they did. I got my $40. What? Yeah, I got my $40. <laughs> oh my God. You got jipped. Golly. Yeah, it was uh, a drove. Was willing to put out for that 40 that was going to finish paying off my college that I never took. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, also uh, one thing I will interject with is that the expectations you set on yourself on your projects are your own. Um, most of the time that you go into what you think is a professional production is more of a shit show than you realize. Yeah. Oh so, God. Like, yeah. Like they're talking about like, they'll show up to what you would think would be Attention to detail. This is something that people are spending millions of dollars on, i.e. a television program or otherwise. And you think like, oh, yeah, they have the best of the best. No, they do not. It oftentimes is super disappointing when you wind up on set. Like, there is... not not to shit on them but like when KWA showed up for that already the KWA Insider Reindeer Games video, like they they had the talent. So like three of them showed up, they had nothing planned. They're like, all right, cool. Let's just start shooting random shit. And because they knew what they were doing and because they like understood how this is supposed to work, they were able to put together a badass video and like with like two hours of work and just completely flying by the seat of their pants. That's that's Those the Gold that's studio guys are fucking wild. Man. The next thing is editing. Yeah. Is that we can tell you what cameras to use. We can tell you, what makes a good project? It doesn't fucking matter. If your editing is shit, it is not going to come across. Yeah. And hey. that's honestly, your editing is going to take three times more than your shoot will. Like, yep. I enjoy down. editing more than I do shooting. I absolutely 100%. Agree. I love Actually, editing. I'm the total opposite. I actually love shooting more than editing. But, I would yeah. rather shoot myself in the head than shoot. <laughs> and just shove, like, give me a, b- a bottle of booze, a joint. And let me edit little whiskey weed and Warren Zevon and you're good to All go. Right. Well, yeah. I'll start editing and it'll be like, I don't know. I'll start at like nine o'clock at night and then it's like two o'clock the next afternoon. And I'm like, Oh crap. Where did time go? Yeah, absolutely. It takes forever. I enjoy it. When, when I was in college, the most time ever sunk into a school project was when I took a digital editing class and like the final project is only a five minute video, but between the three of us, it's just hours and hours because the footage was shit. The sound was shit. It was awful. (laughs) It was absolutely terrible Um, because we had to use the school's equipment and everything was broke and you're dealing with 
I saw we signed up for the editing class, but then we were told to shoot the video. So then we have all these tech nerds that we now have to write a script and act out a video. It was yeah. all bad, but yeah. I, I sunk like 15 hours into editing this stupid ass video. I know. I yeah. realized like I'm putting more work into this than classes that like actually matter. I think yeah. the thing that's super important. I'm looking at you. Okay, I'm getting real close. I'm looking at all of you. Stop over editing your fucking photos on Instagram. <laughs> Just make it look natural and everything will be fine. I promise. No, you take that structure slider and you slide that all Clarity the way to the all top. The way hey, 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 stop giving away arm. all my secrets. <laughs> the fuck? Jesus what God. Is, it's what so is that uh, setting uh, X Pro 2? Stop it. <laughs> fucking drives me insane man like that it's like i've seen even people that take my stuff and it's a good photo and they over edit it like and they just like why it. oh it you know what you know what i better do i better turn up that saturation that's what i gotta I'm do i'm creating a new instagram page called yeah, bb dynamic recolorize 2020 yeah <laughs> and uh it'll just be all your photos you know just make it make Probably. it called underscore bb dynamics but better Sharpness all the way to the right. <laughs> Contrast all the way to the right. It'll probably Contrast have more traction than right. my page right now. I haven't like everybody knows if, if you genuinely follow me, you notice that I have not been focused on airsoft lately. Like I've had the shop I've been focusing about. I mean, the latest videos I've done are not even about airsoft. So like pretty yeah, sweet though. Good for you. Please take over my channel, Corey. Do it. <laughs> I need the help. Take help it. Me. Oh fuck! Now, what sucks is once you start, once you get into editing, you'll never look at a film the same ever again. It ruins everything. Yeah. You'll notice every single cut. You'll learn to hate movies like Taken, where it takes Liam Neeson oh, so seven many. cuts to jump over a fence. But on the flip side, you appreciate movies like 1917. 1917. Not really all one shot. I know, no, but it's not, it's it's, but it's all from one angle. It's yeah. so convincing yeah. though, and that it's yeah. such a good job with it. Thing in, uh, what was it, Birdman that came yeah. out with Michael yeah. Keaton a few years ago? Anytime, anytime you see something that passes over and covers up the entirety of the screen, yeah, right, that's your cut. and it moves into another thing, that's a cut. Absolutely, one hundred percent, that's a cut. Even if it's in the same scene, it's a cut, and that's a really popular way to hide a cut is to have this black pillar or something structurally integrated, you know, of, of a building a foreground object. Yeah. Yeah. Or a body or something that fills up yeah. your frame. That's a cut. That's. But well, I really liked the, the parts in that, like when uh, they're going around the crater and there's the pool of water in the middle mm -hmm. and I'm wondering like, what's going to happen here? And then the camera just goes right over it and the behind the scenes where they had to custom make a rig where they had to hold the camera and then put the camera on a crane and take it off. And then for the last battle, put it on a Jeep and take yeah, it off. Dope. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, the movie's great. Watch as much behind the scenes stuff because like a lot of the like you'll see a lot of movies that have action taking place inside a moving car and it moves in and out and there's a lot of dynamic movement. There's like secret dudes hiding in the upholstery of the seat that will grab the video. There's like seven like and they move the camera around so that you can get these cool shots. I like, think have, you, point, have I, you seen that uh there's a video on Facebook going around where it's a single shot and it's like of a girl like uh, it looks like she's going through a breakup or something and she's rearranging her apartment and they're calling out like all the movement that has to go on as they're trying to stay out of can the camera yes. angle. Yeah. I mean, they're rearranging the furniture, rearranging the TV and uh, she's like changing wardrobe and it's, it's all like a one, one shot time lapse. Yeah. yeah. 
Looks it's like the background. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's a pretty cool shot, though. I, yeah, I think like, it like take place over this like 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 seven to twelve different scenes that it kind of moves around and it changes every time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I've seen that video. I think awesome. the point, like you guys are obviously trying to make, is like start studying films if you want to generally get better at it. Start studying films and really break it down, like piece by piece. That's that's literally how you figure out how shit works. Less and is more like when it comes to editing. Go to school for it, but um, Derek, I'm sure, can attest to this. I can attest to this. I went to the Art Institute of Seattle, which turned out to be not so great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did graphic design I and video for years. Yeah, yeah. it was. Don't, you can everything, totally teach yourself on the internet, by the way. Everything that you need to know, you can Google. Yes, really, absolutely. The Google University of YouTube, YouTube, is yeah. Your friend. If, if, and, and you know, I would say those institutions and those film schools are really good if you don't have the equipment and you can't figure out how to make stuff on your own. But like, don't go to fucking film school because everything you need to know is on Google and everything else takes application of effort. Like, grab something and make something. The only thing that was good for me when I went to school was literally just bouncing off ideas from, you know, other students and like, that was it. Join film groups. Like, yeah. like help out like on other people's projects. Too. Networking was literally like the biggest thing that helped me a lot. Oh yeah. Cause everybody needs help. Everybody needs help making something. So yeah. Just put yourself out there and you'll I, I remember I learned that my uh film and editing classes were were dumb. This like it was like the first week in class. Um we sit down and we had the class, the lecture period and the lab. And then the lab, we all sit down on our computers and the professor says, okay, just follow chapter two. And we open up chapter two and the lab section is just a video tutorial. I'm like, I could, I could find this on YouTube. No, exactly. <laughs> Very like, true. I was asking my teachers, I was like, hey, when do we have to buy those really expensive books I hear so much about? And they're like, no, we just send you to do links on Google. And I was like, and you, I don't have to like sign in or anything. Like I just go to these Google websites, right? Like, yeah, yeah. We don't have you sign in anything. And I was like, then what the fuck? You ain't signing shit. I was like trying to hold a revolt with all the other students. And I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> you guys, it's on Google. Why are I'm we paying $5,000? There's this? like five students in this class. And Eric's just in the background like, anarchy. <laughs> $1,500 per class for film school. It's a sham. Fuck me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's, that's Corey. You, right, so you have your equipment, right? Uh, yeah. Um, hang on, Derek. Sorry. I mean, honestly, a hundred percent. I never went to school for it. I went to school for web design, which was, uh, the dumbest thing you could ever do. Cause it's all drag and drop. Now anybody can just get on a website and make a decent, uh, website. Yeah. But no, I'm just uh, what I think I got into it first because my wife wanted to get into photography. And so I bought her a Canon 60D, which was a pretty good camera at the time, and uh, a couple lenses. And I just went on YouTube to learn how to use it so I could teach her how to use it. And so I spent probably, God, I went down a rabbit hole, probably 20 hours on YouTube, just learning all the different settings and stuff like that. And then I tried to teach to her by the time. I had gotten to that, you know, part of trying to teach her and she just was totally not interested anymore. So I kind of just took over the camera and started taking pictures with it. And then, uh, I've always been more interested in video. Like film is my thing. Um, more so video than, than photo. I like to take films. I don't, I'm not a critic by any means, but I like to kind of tear them apart from a technical aspect and just kind of learn from that. Uh, 
and that's another thing, you know, research film, but don't copy kind of come up yep. with your own thing, which no matter what you do, it's always going to be kind of an amalgamation of like 50 different people. I mean, nothing you do is going to be super original at this point. I think it's all kind of already been done, but uh, it'll kind of learn, learn from a bunch of different people and kind of make it your own. That's uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, recommendation I can really give. Show where your references come from, like show your inspirations because yeah, like, yeah, for sure. That's the best thing you can probably do to giving credit is to like, don't copy, but show that you're inspired by them. Because yeah. Well, I, got like an, I got like an email yesterday. That's like, Oh, you could use the Christopher Nolan LUT pack and the Christopher Nolan sound pack. And I'm like, well, how lazy is it? If you just take rip all his sounds and off, you to know, pirate all color grading and all that stuff, <laughs> yeah. just kind of, I don't know. It's kind of lame. Now, if, if there's a look that you like, you know, you can kind of, you can do your it, thing with it. Taking an aesthetic and kind of running with it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No. It's, it's um, the same in, uh, in music. Uh, you can get stems and like artist packs yeah. and really you can you get sound samples from a certain artist's pack for like 50 bucks and use that shit to just make your own song and then call it your own and throw it out there. Oh yeah. yeah. Speaking actually, of, go ahead. I was just say, speaking of recording stuff, Derek, you're going to Milsom West soon. Are you going to record Next any week. of that? Like, are you yes, going like, to process taking, and packing and shit? Uh, maybe not all that. I can get some some travel footage. I'm taking the Osmo. Nice. So you can get some, uh, some good, good boy. Uh, yeah. We need content, goddammit. So, actually, <laughs> this is a good way to kind of bring this up. So, you guys are seeing this right now, all 26 of you. So, this is, we're going to build a project right now. So Derek is going to go to Milsim West. He's bringing his Osmo pocket, the fucking camera I talked about earlier. He's going to grab whatever he can. I don't know what it's going to be. I have no idea. I don't I'm not even going to tell him what I want. Just grab something. And we're going to make a video from it. And you'll see from the concept that we're talking about right now of what a finished product will look like. Oh, the pressure's on. So, oh, yeah. Cool. Just get whatever you can enough, enough stuff that I could probably make two to three videos and we'll see what we can do. It's just going to all be slow-mo a hundred percent. And that's the cool thing too. Is, is that like step away from what's popular. We were talking about earlier about like what's played to death, what you see all the time, gameplay footage, make gameplay footage, but just make it different. Don't well, and if you're everything if you're doing yeah, and if you're doing cool shit that's airsoft related, that's not necessarily like gameplay. So at Southern Front, I got a call yesterday that they want to, the AMS wants to video Corey and I running the tack challenge before people actually Good. do it. To a, get a baseline Ooh. for it, and B, just because they want to make like a little short video, they're gonna have their uh, their media guy just kind of like video us running through it. And that'll, I mean, like doing shit like that. Like if you're going to, if you're paying a ticket to run the check challenge, see if you can get somebody to record you do it or fucking see if they're going to have a drone out there or something that's like overwatching. And you can use that for content and edit that. Maybe it'll be you jumping over a board and falling flat on your fucking face because you didn't actually try to run a mile in the last two years. Your phone. Use your phone. Yeah. Do something with it. Like, you know, there's, there's so much other shit at Airsoft games. that's not correlated to you pulling the trigger or using a GoPro when it comes to uh, building a following and specifically an airsoft following online what would you say is more important quality like cinematic stuff or quantity just absolutely everything you can you can document okay hard to say one or the other yeah I was gonna say especially for Instagram for me it's quality like I, I feel like 
look at look at uh undead fred right like for example yeah. he does some of the most unique stuff i've seen in airsoft in the last few years but he's also really consistent so mm-hmm. but personally i still enjoy i mean if he only posted once a month i'd be okay with that because every time he posts it's so interesting to me like yeah. his style is just completely different from a lot of people we, if not everybody so well, and he's unique because he doesn't even have a youtube does he He just no, uploads no. clips to instagram no. we uh undead and i had a conversation when he was trying to like decide what he wanted to do content wise and i'm not like taking credit or i mean it, it's just, just a conversation we had. i told him how to be famous no, no like, <laughs> he's like i want to make videos and i want to do this stuff and we were kind of brainstorming and we you know we kind of came up with the idea it was like well people's attention span are shit Yep. Instagram, like you can edit on your phone. Just use the minute guy, you know, like the minute limitations that Instagram gives you and make minute long videos. And they don't have a lot of uh, interesting shit in a minute. Yeah. You'd be surprised how much editing there can be done in a minute. It's, it's insane. So, and he, I mean, slow motion, it doesn't even have to be a single trigger pull. Make just be original. That's all I can say. It's just, you do you long enough and someone else will fuck with it. I don't have a following, so I don't have anything to say on this. <laughs> <laughs> Meme Lord Derek. Well, no. what, what, what do you decide to post, Cole? Like, what, what is the criteria of this is worth a post, this isn't? So I have taken the leech route, and anytime somebody <laughs> else gets a dope photo of me, I put it up. Hey, listen, anytime I'm around Cole, he gets dope photos. He does. That's, very guys, true. That, that's actually the job. entire crux of and our friendship. I go home sad because nobody takes dope photos of me. I took it's photos like, of you guys at Copperhead. Yeah, normally, guys. yeah. Since uh, since we've got Coral on board, he takes he takes some dope shots. And uh, Dave had a couple of us too from Copperhead. Copperhead's about the only time I show up. It seems like everywhere else, I'm just kind of back in the mix. But I like to, and those are all on my phone. I just take out my phone when I'm on the field, uh, unless I'm just dedicating the day to getting footage and and. Uh, pictures with my good camera i just take my phone out you can get decent enough stuff for instagram with your phone when you're yeah. on the go man it works yeah Fuck me yeah. lord me lord Derek. how yeah. how do your leeches love you so much what what makes them love you long time tell me uh well first you got to start a cult and make sure that you're at the top of this cult <laughs> and make it's sure that the price of admission is high I mean, you got you. Your meme went so wide that even HK got involved. Yeah, that was fun to wake up to the that's, other day. That's the new update. Speaking of, <laughs> we got to touch on that. That's the new update to the uh, the outlaw anodizing <laughs> jihad that has become. I uh, I'm finally done with them. I got all my shit back. They, they 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 paid me for it. Like I'm 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 done with them. And then out of nowhere, I get the notification that HK commented on my post. I'm like, oh, that's neat. And then I see they they posted it in their stories with the caption of something along the lines of like rain down hellfire upon those responsible for this. <laughs> yeah, he tagged he tagged somebody specifically and was like rain forgotten down hellfire. Forgotten yeah, forgot weapons. Forgot weapons. Gun <laughs> Jesus. Rain, rain down holy fire on all those involved. <laughs> Which that guy <laughs> doesn't that guy do like reviews or like uh He's like a historian of firearms, yeah, isn't he? He is a historian. Yeah. Uh, he's one of my favorite YouTubers. So now, so now yours is a, just some rare weapon they want him to, to talk so about. So now yours is worth, <laughs> <is> worth <laughs> triple for the love uh, of it. I've gotten, Energy so, Max I've gotten so many offers for that. People have like offered me like double the retail value of that lower just because it's a meme now. 
I don't get it. So well, when the next time I see you, we're definitely making videos with it, which will probably be oh, absolutely. A I, I, or two. If you don't make a video of you shooting that thing through a chrono, oh, I have a, a I have a chrono. Just, we're gonna just, fuck up, just blowing me. it to pieces. Yeah, oh, yeah just, I have one. Derek, get me just give me footage of you. Just just film some slow motion shots of the of the jewel, the one point the, jewel. I got you. I, I'll do and it. I'll while make you we can do that. Yeah. I'll do it while you it, shoot it. It's currently getting reassembled. They they sent it stripped. They said they were going to send it complete, and then they sent it stripped. So it's currently getting reassembled, and um, I should have it after I get back from Nelson West. My my favorite thing is every time I look at a photo of that, I find more shit that's fucked it's up. With the, it. It, it was so bad in person. It's so it's bad. It's like in a person. fucking Renaissance painting. Because I was looking at it earlier, and I was like, and like I saw where they put it, like the five, five, six, and all that shit. And I was like, wait a minute. They went the wrong direction, and mirror swapped over the original. Yeah. Fucking it, what? Uh, the, the original fuck? picture they sent, it wasn't good enough to see how bad it was. I could just see the wrong engraving. Like that's bad. I got it in person. The texture, like parts of it are smooth, parts of it are soft. They didn't fully remove um, the previous engraving, the factor engraving, so you could still see it. Yeah. It looks like they uh, like color filled it with just white out. Yeah, and then and then when they went to wipe off the color fill, there's like fibers and shit all over it. It's so then the longer you look at it, the, all the other firearms on their Instagram. I don't know. They, I, I, how, I, they with how bad that was. I don't know because the stuff on their Instagram looks decent. But and mine is just Photoshop mentally bad lies. I don't understand. That's, that's actually, wild. I don't either. It's, it's comically bad. Like it's not just bad. As we've said this before, it's so bad. It's actually hilarious. It is. It really is. That ins or HK with all their million followers thought it was bad enough to share it. Yo, yeah. is, is it just me or is HK like the Wendy's of the fire oh, industry? Because it, which cracks me up is there were so many people were commenting on it and they were like, they're like, it's nice how HK pays attention and acts like they cares about their care about their customers when they fucking don't. No, the, whoever <laughs> runs the HK social media has a great sense of humor, and they fully acknowledge that that they fucking hate the customer. I've seen I've seen HK put shit up before. That's like <laughs> yes. we came out with a slightly smaller VP9 because fuck you, we don't care about your suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> People would ask, hey, could, could we could we have this? And they're like, no, no, we're never gonna give you that. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Oh, I love self-aware companies. Those are the e very, very best. Yeah. Hey, Carl, yeah. Uh, flex your most expensive piece of equipment that you have oh, for photography Lord. or video. What do you got? Uh, do I even have it on me? Hang on. I'll go look. It's honestly, it's, all right, I'll just be honest with you guys. It's probably my Sony. I mean, like the most, <laughs> yeah, my Sony is definitely the best for you. What about you? Uh, the 70 to 200. Yeah. The G Master. This, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this, this bad boy. Yeah, right okay. Here. That's, that's yeah. more money than I have in a lens. What was uh, that fucking space lens that David Lee? So, had? yeah, that is a. Uh, I can't a, remember what the. Gem. Like, that's a car, that's my a guy. Yeah, it's a, it's a Canon from like the 80s. And it's a. I think it's a 1.4 or a 1.8 uh, 200 millimeter. I think it's a 1.4. And uh, they called it like the bokeh god or whatever, which is, you know, your bokeh is like the bokeh, whatever you want to call it, is like how it blurs out the background with that mm -hmm. shallow focus. So <laughs> apparently it's coveted. Uh, it weighs like eight and a half pounds. And that thing was terrible to lug around the other day. Oh, it was so, so heavy. I'll take my 7200 and just be happy with it. <laughs> 
But yeah, photography gets super, super, super so, expensive. Especially if you stick with native glass for the system that you shoot on. We're getting close mm-hmm. to the end here, and we haven't mentioned it since we weren't able to get on last week because Carl. Um, we have we still have the American Airsoft Awards coming up. Oh yeah, I Let think the up. plan oh, yes. is to tally all the votes and shoot the award show Saturday night of Southern Front. Right? Is that kind of what the what the general gist is? Since we're all going to be together. Because we'll go up to, I think we're we're all going up to Oklahoma City to mob on Corey's house and raid his I fridge. We're not. I would. Let's not make any promises because we have a lot of work to do. Yeah. It's like so. for KWA, not going to give anything away, but like we got some stuff for them. We've got the A, the the triple A's, and then we've also there was something else we were doing. I can't remember what it is, but um, we're going to be pulled like eight different directions because we're going to be there Friday. So work to do. Yeah, we're gonna be there Friday trying to do a recording. So I guess we're we're not gonna be doing much actual playing then. Saturday we will, but yeah, that's about it. Yeah, um, be media, media, media. I wanna, I wanna just real quick. Um, anybody who's going to be coming out to Southern Front, we're talking about the uh, American Milsim Southern Front. Um, we're all five of us are planning on being there, which is uh, outside of. It's Cochran. like the planets aligning. It's very yeah. rare. It's we, all five of us live and just like the planets aligning. Something horrible is going to happen and a cult leader is going to summon some kind of fucking demon yeah. from the depths of the underworld. Yeah. So we don't know if we're going to be having a tent. We don't know what the setup's going to be. We know AMS. If we tell them what we want to do, they'll agree. Um, so we might have a tent. We might be hosting something at their tent. We don't know yet. So um, all I can tell you is that all five of us should be there. If you guys want to stop by, give us a bottle of booze. That's cool. Cause you guys have been really cool about that. Arsenal. We should do a live show from my house. I have enough mics for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just an hour and a half drive back up there. You know, no biggie. Hey, it doesn't inconvenience me to have you come to my house. So <laughs> I think you guys should be more than willing to do it. Uh, yeah. Then if there's any, like if we need to have some shirts for you, fucking turd knockers there. We should probably do that too. Yeah. Yeah. We can do some shirts. Always. Ooh. I know a guy. <laughs> All right, Eric, you want to see us out of this fuck show? Uh, just buy some more time. Cause I, yeah, just buy. Some- <gasps> you don't have it memorized yet. Oh, geez. Kind well, it's like nine paragraphs. Uh, I'm to going to Milsim West. Uh, what's like Kharkiv. I can't remember what it is. Kharkiv. Kharkiv. Car keys. I'm going to car keys next week uh, uh, outside of Fresno at Hill 559, California. Um, if you're there, say hi. Or if you're on the Rust 4 team, shoot me and say hi, whichever. It's uh, looking like it's going to be a wet, wet weekend. So every weekend's fun. a wet weekend when you're there, Derek. Ooh. Ew. With that being said, another serious airsoft is based around a terrible idea that people actually want to listen to grown men talk about toy guns and their adventures using them. The lack of follow-through airsoft just exude. It's a fucking miracle. We made it to episode 32.5. If you love to turn let us know. If you don't, keep that shit to yourself because we don't do constructive criticism. Don't call or I was gonna say don't call don't, your hits. Don't call your hits. Don't, don't call your hits. Don't let the admin see you drinking. We'll see you next time. Later. Adios. Later.